minutes, 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds, guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9, ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff, 32 minutes past the hour. as Apollo 11 does its roll program, this podcast now does its roll program. The tape is rolling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. Thank you for taking time from your life to be here. They take me off, and it's not a request. Um... But yeah, I'm removed from here, and um, we 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 leave for somewhere else. And what's what's the emotion like? What what are you feeling? Is it is it a fearful thing, or is it? No, it's not fear. I just know that that's what's going to happen. So that's it's like that's your job. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, and I leave everyone behind. Wow. Yeah, there's a number of people have described this sort of uh, moving to new dimensions or like a changing or um, nobody seems to know. Um, like, okay, let's get in, I guess, to training. Uh, you, you've described, a lot of people describe you're being trained. So can you describe what they, you think they're training you, what type of things that they're, like you're saying you're navigating and stuff like that. Anything else? Um, you know, that, that's all I would really be able to say, um, like offhand is that, yes, I'm always on navigation, wherever, whatever we're doing, I'm on navigation. I'm the navigator. Okay. You've got no dreams of, uh, being in a classroom or stuff like that. Oh, oh, that, oh, um, yeah, there are other dreams where, uh, we're being taught mathematical equations I've never seen before. Um, I wrote one of them out once. I think I had it on an email that I sent to you. Yeah, it's in the um, book. It's in my latest book. I stuck oh, it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, there were, it was a mathematical equation. And when I woke up, I wrote it down. Um, but there are, there are mathematical equations, um, other science things, a lot of, it's usually a lot of science, but more math. Are you able to remember it or just the one that you remembered? Uh, no, some of them I'm able to remember. I, yeah, but the math one I wrote down because it was just so vivid and clear. It just stuck with me afterward. Okay, because we'll have to, I guess, get you in contact with the free, because this is this new survey that they're sending out, is that specific thing. They're looking, uh, it's 42% of all experiencers have gotten downloads of mathematics, technical, or scientific material that they didn't learn in school, which is, oh. defines what you're, what's happening to you. Yeah, yeah, it was math I've never seen. Yeah, and, and so what I said, and, and it makes c- common sense, is why would you not talk to these people and record what they're, what, what they're getting? They must be getting it for a reason. Have you any idea why this is, or is just appearing in your head? Yeah, this, uh, it's in dreams. Um, and I know I'm in a classroom, I know I'm with other people, and the teacher, I can't see. The teacher is blacked out. 
for whatever reason blocked out. I don't see a teacher. I only know that we're being taught whatever it is that is being taught at that moment. Wow. That, that reminds me of our common friend when, when he told me about the invention that they gave him and this being sent at the end of the bed, which had the, was a hooded figure. And I, of course, the obvious question was, could you see its face? And everybody says the same thing. No, I couldn't see the face. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of blacked out. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so um, very, very, very interesting. I, I didn't realize that you had uh, that much. So we'll tr maybe try to get you in contact because they are going to do it. And then I said that they should also do the 13% who have flown the ship. That th these people, I think you and a number of people are carrying around some very important messages for the world and nobody is really listening to you. I, and I'm glad that, very appreciative that you've come to these people and some of the people in this room are experiencers. They know what you're going through. They may not have talked to, to anybody about it, uh, but um, uh, it takes people like you to come forward to say to people, this is, not, this is not scary, it's not the end of the world, it is happening, uh, there's nothing to be afraid of. And so I, I'm really glad that you've, uh, you've allowed to do this. And you are, I believe, carrying an extremely important message in terms of uh, something going on. You've been given this for a reason. Well, I will say that this was an accident. <laughs> I actually didn't know that I was going to be the show. I thought you had been inviting me to ask um, if I would want to watch until we the email that you sent out said, Connie is going to be, and I, whoa, what? <laughs> so at that point, I said, okay, well, it's too late now. Now I'm not going to ask. <laughs> uh, that's over. And it, it didn't go so bad. I mean, it wasn't the end of the world, was it? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, so, and you'll probably get, they'll probably, we'll, we'll open it up to the, in just a second with the, I'll get open, people can open your mic by the bottom left-hand corner if you've got a question uh, for Connie. I just have one more. I think we sort of missed, uh, you had the, the being, this sort of um, weird-looking being, the sort of the pinkish being, but you saw another one. Can you describe the other one that you, that you've seen two different types, right? Uh, well, two and then just the human, that ones that look like human. Yeah, that, that's the one I want to know about. So the, the human humans, one? you've seen them in the house but they're going yeah. through walls as well? The, the human one I've seen everywhere. Um, I'm, I mean, I could, if, if you had a photo of him, I could point him out right here. Um, I've seen him for my entire, well, I don't know if I could say entire life, but more so from over the last decade, I guess. And um, what's he wearing? Is he like uh, a, is he a Caucasian or Asian? Yes. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, um, I would say, I guess, standing approximately six foot two, blonde, wavy hair, not short, but um, like, not long, but not short. Um, it's enough to see waves, um, just an average build, um, but yes, Caucasian. And they don't speak, you hear it in your head. It's clearer than anything you've ever heard. Uh, and so he, he's, he's giving you instructions. Uh, can you tell me some of, the, some of the things he might have said to you? Uh, usually it's just my name or, um, you know, nothing, like not conversations. Yeah. It's more of emotion. Um, just very calming, not scared. I'm never scared. It's very relaxing. It's, yeah. it's like seeing an old friend. And, and of course, the obvious the question I always ask, did he get any older? No. <laughs> <laughs> they no. never get any older. Well, yeah, that's interesting because you saw him in the house one time. I, I think you mentioned in the house, right? Did your brother see him as well? 
my brother, uh, it would have been um, 35 years ago, or, or at least 35 years ago, when he saw the, the man and woman in the house. The one that I see, um, this one has been more so over the last decade in the house. Uh, there was one, um, I don't know how to say, it. I was told once that it was going to be the last time that I would see him because he was going to be reassigned and that someone else was going to be taking his place. And I remember that it was maybe three years, three years ago, I guess now, um, there's a, from where my bathroom is, there's a, another room that connects to it, which is where I have a, a treadmill and some workout equipment. And there's doors that close, but you can see, you can always see the lights that are underneath the door. Uh, one, one night that I was awake, I remember seeing the light, there was a bright flash of light under that door. And someone new walked through that door, like through the door, not opening the door and walking through the doorway, like literally passed through the door. And that scared me. And I was immobilized at that moment and it, it panicked me. And the only way I'm able to actually get out of that immobilized feeling is to hyperventilate. So I started to hyperventilate and that's how I usually get my husband's attention to like shake me or wake me or try to wake him up. And what I saw was he walked down the hallway toward me and then through my, my closet. Wow. I forgot to ask you, what, uh, what does your husband make of all this? Well, he's already, he knew like a long time ago, <laughs> there was something just a little different about me. Um, you know, it came, I, I used to always tease that I was a really good guesser. <laughs> so I said, I'm a really good guesser. So, I mean, it, it came eventually that I just finally said, you know, we saw shadows or whatever in the house. And I finally said, okay, you know, I saw something at my house when I was little and explained the whole thing. So it really hasn't been a big shock. It was more of a, well, that makes sense. <laughs> But he's good with it. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. it's not really affecting him. No, and he has seen the shadow people too. Yeah, that, which, which helps you. I remember Chris Bledsoe saying when he heard that his wife had seen uh, the shadow people, he, it was during an interview. And the, so he went to his wife and he said, so you've seen them too? And she said, yes, I've seen them. And he said, I've been praying for a year for you to see something. And she said, Chris, let me tell you something. Don't ever pray for me again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's hard for the family that, that that's around because they're, they're they have a little bit, but it's you know you're you're going through the experiences and they have to sort of accept your word and, and yeah. you are so. Uh, somebody asked a question. Did, did you ever get a name for any this guy or the beings or? I have three names. Um, there's another fun experience. I don't know if we have time. Oh, sure, yeah. Go ahead. Um, there's another one where I was on the, when we lived out in the country on the farm. Um, by this time, I would have been about 14, maybe 15 years old. My mom and dad had a big picture window in their living room. And my mom had gone to the window one day and was looking outside, up, looking up toward the trees. I came up to her and I remember seeing another something that's been blocked out of my head. I don't remember what it was, but the next thing that I do remember is I was floating through the glass and above the trees and then up into something and we floated away. Um, we flew across the fields, up higher into the sky, uh, and then all I remember seeing was a lot of blue and, and several layers of white flashes, like five to seven layers. Um, each layer was of different thickness and um, there were five to seven different layers 
And I swear on my life, I swear we went across the moon. Uh, I remember seeing craters and it was grayish and there were puffs of dust coming from the moon. So I've always said the moon is alive. People always say the moon is dead, there's just dust on there. I've said, no, the moon is alive. Something puffs dust from, from the surface. And we crossed over to where it was dark and that's where I passed out. And the next thing I remember waking up is there were three human type people with me, three men. Um, they didn't speak, they were telepathic. Again, it was all telepathic. And we're, we were in an open room with doors around us and there were a lot of other people. And I had, I had said that I knew that all of this was just a big hologram for, my, for, for me. It was just a big show for me and I wanted to see what they really looked like. And the, the two that were on each side, they said they couldn't do that. They looked at the person in the middle and he said, I'd be happy to show you what we look like, but I don't have that authority to do that. Um, and I remember asking what their names were. The one in the middle was named Elvis because he likes to sing. So that was more of a nickname. Um, they nicknamed him Elvis just because he liked to sing Elvis songs. <laughs> so, and, and the one that was on the right, which is the one that always comes to see me, um, I've never said his name before. So uh. <laughs> another big one. His name is Merrick. 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 Wow. And the third one, I can't remember his name. I'd have to go back and have regression to see what his name was, but all three of them gave their names. Because Benick Merrick was the uh, the guy that taught the thing to uh, Bankston. His name is right. Benick Merrick. So it's kind of weird how you, wow, so when you said Merrick, I go, wow, it's the same name. Benick Merrick was the, the human, though? He was the guy who taught Bankston the cycling to flip the images in his head. He was the psychic guy who could read the cards. His name was Merrick. Huh. <laughs> it's kind of weird, yeah. When you said it, I went, whoa, it's like, uh, oh, that's weird. <laughs> in, interesting. So he, he's the, the, the six foot two, somebody asked about the eyes, uh, human looking eyes. Yeah. If he, could, he would pass on a street. Yes. No, you yeah. no, could be sitting next to me. You'd never know. <laughs> have you tried to look for photographs of, of have you ever seen, cause there's lots of photographs floating around. You found the one of the alien. You never found anything that re closely resembled him. No. Yeah. Well, if I see anything that reminds me of, I, I will send it along. I got one last question and then I'll open it up for other questions. This is the one that's most important to me. I'm sort of in this debate now. I'm actually doing a book and this is a big part of the book. And this is, you've had a lifetime of experiences. You've interacted with these beings. Uh, and the question is good versus evil. Is this good? Is it evil? Uh, what's your take on it? Um, what do you think is going on? Are they here to help us? Are they here to eat us? Or what's going on? Well, I don't think they're going to eat this, otherwise I'd have been gone a long time ago, or maybe I'm not that tasty, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I really don't see how there's anything evil. I mean, to, to say that whatever is happening here has to be evil, I think there would be a noticeable footprint. Yeah. Uh, I think there's, a, there's much more good, and why, it, I guess because why I, I was going to say I don't understand why be so secretive but if people like me are keeping the secret then of course how would it get into the open <laughs> so i guess it's people like me or, or you know other people who come forward and finally say these are things that are happening so for other you know for every one of me who's who's finally coming into the open there are probably thousands who are 
are, are not saying anything about it. So I would imagine it must be more good because anything that I can remember off the top of my head has never been any, I've never had any fear. Beautiful. So if you were to do it again, you'd say, let's do this again. Was it a, was an experience that was worth experiencing? Do you feel sort of honored to be a part of this or whatever, whatever it is going on? I don't know. And you probably don't know what's going on either, but. Oh, I was in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I really, and that I think is the, the free survey, which I'll, I'll sort of inform you by emails, give you some of the updates. I think it was only 9%. If you read the abduction books by Hopkins and Jacobs, they'll say, you know, this is evil intruders or, uh, you know, this is all bad. They should just go back where they came from. But if you talk to the actual experience, there's only 9% that believe it's evil. And yeah. I would say that the 9% are people who just, who just became awakened and they suddenly have not really gone through thinking about it very much the more you are part of this and that's I think what I appreciate you're doing here today the reason I started this group in Winnipeg is it's like we called it experiences anonymous where people can come here they don't have to use their names they can just sit there and listen and it's uh, sooner or later someone's going to tell their story and they are troubled by what's going on and once they hear the story they realize that it's not what they thought it was it's it's actually sort of a good experience but you have to bring it out that people have to talk about it and so i really appreciate the fact that you have come out and told people that there's something and you may you know by telling the story it'll it'll get around you mm -hmm. will have a lot of people who will actually say will email me and say you know what she said about this that that was i i related to this or i related to that where you touch people and i think that's part of i think what what's going on and you may have your own opinion but that they want you to tell these stories. They want you to do this. It's part of some sort of overall plan. So I'm really happy that you uh, you you came and did it. And uh, thanks, Stephen, for uh, his input. And if he wants to do that thing we talked about, he wants to be a pilot. Yeah. And uh, so this may have something to do with it. I said, if he wants, I will provide him all the material on the people who have flown. And and you can document your story with your with your daughter about flying as well. I, there's something about this. There's uh, some aspect to this thing that has to do with them teaching people to fly the ship and fly. And so uh, I hope he'll work on me with this little project and he can uh, sort of contribute because it seems like he's part of it. And the other thing I'll try to do for your son is I will provide a link through Chris Bletso's son because uh, kids, you, uh, your son talked to me, but he's, he's not coming on. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a common thing that the vast majority of kids, of experiencers, will admit, yes, this is going on, but they really aren't out in the open. They're not talking about it. But I'll provide you Chris Bledsoe's son, who's not, he's a little bit older than your son, but uh, so somebody that he may want to ask questions where he's not talking to me, he's not talking to you, where he's talking to somebody who's been through it, and he will uh, maybe have some answers where he can associate with somebody his own age that will understand what he's going through. So Okay. Yeah, I think he'd like that. Anything we have, anything we have uh, forgotten to talk about that that you wanted to bring up that you thought was important? Um, you know, I had some quick notes. I'll just take sure. a, a, look, a look real quick here. Um, and off the top of my head, I mean, those are the the, the big ones. Um, Yeah, that's probably, like, those are, like, the, the biggest parts. I mean, there are so much more little things in between, but that's probably, like, the, the, the big stuff right there. <laughs> okay, 
So let's let's do the draw, and then we uh, I'll open it up for questions here. One, two. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, between one and seven, um, eight. One and eight. One and eight. Uh, pick uh, four numbers. Every you got number eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got eight. Okay, four numbers between one and eight. So you want me to choose four numbers between one and eight? Yeah, because we've got some books to give away here. All right, uh, four, six, four, six, three, three, seven. Seven. Okay, so for number four, we have, uh, I'll just give you what we have. We have this book here. Um, is written by a woman who told a story to me. They were in their 80s. You can see it on the internet. Um, there's two ladies, they're in their 80s. They told the first story of the government actually having bodies. Their father was a minister in Ohio and he um, was taken by his brother who was Cordell Hull, who was the Secretary of State for Roosevelt. He was taken to the sub-basement of the Capitol and he was shown bodies and a craft. The woman that told the story, her father told the story to her in 1948, to her and her two-year-old daughter, uh, wrote this book. And it's about the tallest man in the world. So it's a Canadian story about Paul's man in the world that lived in Canada. This book can probably sell for a couple hundred bucks on the internet. Uh, so the, the other one is the hybrids. I wrote the, the um, forward to this book. It's on the on hybrid aliens. Uh, so this is the other one. Left at Eastgate is the famous story of the Rendlesham Forest. This is uh, Peter Robbins who writes the story about Left at Eastgate's famous book. And then the other one is uh, Travis Walton uh, DVD. And a, a very, just a limited edition magazine. There's probably only 20 of these printed. It's from Great Britain. It has an article I wrote about uh, John Lennon, the Beatles and stuff. So you can pick whatever pile you want. So number four picks first, number six picks three, the second, number three picks, and then number seven picks. And number four, I think. Number four, so you can pick whichever one you want. And then number six, and then number three, and then number seven gets whatever's left. Uh, number six might as well come up as well because we only got a few minutes so we're going to open it up to the mics now so if you want to ask Connie a question the mic is in the bottom left hand corner uh, try to keep it to a question and sort of not a statement because we only got a few minutes so click on the bottom left and open up your mic and then you can just start talking and you will come on the screen and Connie will hear your question I'm just wondering if you ever were taught what part of the universe the people that come to visit are coming from. Oh, what part of the universe? Um, you know, honestly, I would have no idea. Um, I do have a tattoo and birthmarks of Orion on my arm, so I guess maybe <laughs> it could be that. I really don't know. Wow. There's a question from the room here about your, uh, is it biological? Yeah. The biological uh, family, have they had experiences? Uh, the biological sister said she once saw uh, something, a UFO, that she said was chasing her and her friends while they were in Steinbeck. Um, and um, she also said that she has seen, she, I guess it would be the, the equivalent of shadow people also when she was on her farm. She grew up on a farm also um, in, in Kleefeld, so big farm out there. Um, and she had said that she used to see uh, shadows at the end of the driveway near their mailbox that had red eyes, and it was sh it was shadows, um, but the but not not people. Wow, 
Wow. Any other questions from the internet? We have 25 people on the internet, so okay, anybody? I have a question. Okay. We have another question. Tony, do you do you have any communication or any um, uh, you know anything with people who have passed on? Oh, other than odd dreams, um, I wouldn't be able to say that I, I can actually communicate with anyone that has passed on. Although my biological sister, who does work as an ICU nurse, um, before someone is dying, moments before she's dying, she goes to their room. Um, and that's at the health she's always, she's always there just a few minutes before everybody else. Um, she's right there just before they're dying. But I don't really have any ability to talk with anyone who's, who's already died, other than, again, through dreams. That must be Eduardo. I have a question. Sounds like you're on another planet, Eduardo. You're a techie. You shouldn't be having that problem. <laughs> oh, it's now. Okay. Uh, the guy, uh, the human, uh, the eyes were different, like human, something special in the, the eyes? Yeah, the human one is just regular eyes. Just regular human eyes. Yeah, they're, they're not bright blue. Like I've heard some people say that they see the people with blonde hair and the extremely bright blue eyes. Now he has like a sandy color blonde hair. Um, and I think they would be either a hazel or a green color. Okay, thank you. Wow. Anything else? Connie, I have a question. Okay. Would you be interested in coming on my radio show? <laughs> I told you you're going to be famous. <laughs> uh, um, maybe you could get in touch with Grant and get my email. I might consider that, but this was a huge step. And I, like I said, it was a surprise. I wasn't even prepared for it until the email went out. And by that time, I said, well, that's too late now. <laughs> okay, because I specifically, my show is geared towards interviewing you know, abductees and hybrids. Yeah. Okay. And you're a musician from Hamilton, Ontario, right? That is correct. And you have a, your own album and stuff. So I'll, I'll uh, talk to Connie about it. I know uh, what it is. And we'll sort of maybe I'll give her the links of uh, some of the other people that you have interviewed. And she can go from there or she can go back into anonymity. Is Kevin the one that has shoulder length hair that has some waves and he's changed it from blonde to black or dark brown? No, that's not me. Okay. <laughs> can you write your link? Because uh, you are iPhone 2 here. I don't know your name. Connie is her name, Eduardo. The radio show. Pyramids on Mars is the name of the, uh, it's uh, Kevin Australia. Okay. So. iPhone 2. That's this week's episode of the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Cameron, hoping that you will join me for upcoming episodes. Links to my YouTube interviews, books, and my Facebook sites are in the show notes. If you love the podcast or learn something valuable, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on today's episode. If you would like a certain paranormal subject dealt with in the future, please let us know.
Until next time, watch this space. And thank you so much for listening.